listening to the FYI podcast. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mikey Keneally. This is the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, life, adult team, relationships, finances, and we answer your questions. So thank you for sending in. We are inundated, overwhelmed with amazing outpouring of great questions. Right, babe? We are, and we couldn't do it without your questions. So we just wanted to help you lean into your weekend. We want you to finish the week strong and begin your weekend even stronger. So if you want to re- rate, review, subscribe, anything you want to do along those lines, please do so. And we would love to get in contact with you and hear any of the questions you might have for us. And what's really fun is when you share this with others who need encouragement mm-hmm. in their, in this week, we're Deep into February, we're talking about relationships. So many right. questions and DMs at live events mm-hmm. and also in person and through Instagram. People have been asking in today's question of the day. Hi, I'm Lexi. And my question is, how do you tell the difference between flirting and somebody pursuing you intentionally? Is How do you tell the difference between flirting and intentional pursuit? That's a great question. Isn't it? It's a wonderful question. And I think this is a question that maybe many of you are asking, but you've never been able to put words to it. So thank you for that brave question that was asked. I know that we can try to unpack that question as best as we can. And I would just say the verse of the day, we'll start off with that, is Matthew 5, 37. And it says, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So essentially what that is referring to is let your yes be yes and your no be no. And we just want to encourage you from the, even the book of Matthew 5, 37, just to unpack our yeses and our nos and just to kind of give you permission with those yeses and nos, I think is essential when you're adulting and you're trying to figure out the rhythms of life and you're trying to figure out the cadence of life and you're just trying to navigate the yeses and the nos of what, what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to is critical because on a Friday night, you may say yes to something that that means you're saying no to something else. If you say no to something else, you have an opportunity to say say yes to something else. So it's like this weird tension. And I just want to say like, as you get older, it doesn't go away. Your priorities just need to change and your priorities need to align with God and what, what season you're in and what you're wanting to uncover and discover and maybe accomplish even in your life is going to help dictate those yeses and those no's. But when it comes to dating and flirting and relationships, phew, good questions. Good questions. And it's important to know that this is Matthew 5 is the Sermon on the Mount. I've been Mm. memorizing, attempting to memorize some of these verses. These are the words of Jesus. One of the things that he wanted Christ followers to know, anyone who is a disciple or a disciple of Jesus Mm. should know like my yes means yes, my no means no. Right, And his half-brother, James, says something very similar in his book where he says, literally, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Mm -hmm. So this is a theme in the New Testament of of scripture is that we want to be people of our word. Yeah, And our words carry weight. Micah often says our prayers have power, even our words with God, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's an authority that God's given us in the tongue, life and death. Right. There's power to build, there's power to, to tear down and destroy. And I think that along the way, the seasons of life, like we all have 24 hours in a day. So it's Mm -hmm. a limited amount of time and there's an unlimited amount of possibilities. So you're going to need to say yes to things. You're going to need to say no to some things. And I think really laser focused on Mm -hmm. relationships for a a second. I think it's really important 
that you know what you're looking for, who you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And this is what I mean for the guys, for the gentlemen listening and tuning into FYI, ask girls out on dates. Don't say, do you want to hang out? Do you want to watch Netflix? Do you want to chill? If it's a date, call it what it is. Be mm-hmm. really clear. Like our opportunity right. with yeses and noes to be a person of our word is clarity, is to be people of our word. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a directedness that comes with that. So I think women can appreciate that when a man is direct in the sense of, I would love to get to know you. I want to take you out on a date. Is that an opportunity? Is this, this is an opportunity for me to do that? Would you agree? You know, and I think when we do that, I think that just brings forth the white and the black and not the gray area, I think, which most young adults are swimming in right now of the gray area. And I would just say to the girls, like, let's be honest, if you go out on a date and you think that it goes amazing, I think at the end of the date, you can say like, hey, I would love to continue to get to know you. Thank you so much for taking me on this date. I really appreciate the time we've spent together. I would love to do it again. That's you saying, hey, I'm available as a female. I'm willing to get together again, and I'm willing to get to know you on a deeper level. There's intentionality, right? And I think the other side is you can say no, like, hey, thank you so much for taking me on this date. Unfortunately, I don't see this going anywhere, and I don't have interest to do this again. So thank you for the time, but you know what? I'm going to decline. And I think when you do that, you have to be brave and you have to be confident in your yeses and your noes. And just like the wording of the question, I love this. Like, how do you tell the difference between flirting and intentionality or like the intentional pursuit? And I wrote this down because I don't, I didn't want to miss it. And I would just say like flirting, I believe is someone leading you on with no intention of pursuit, like just leading you on, giving you a false hope, kind of like you know, when you go fishing, like you cast the bait out there and you kind of see who bites and nibbles and then you reel them in and then you just kind of let them be. That's not a life that we want to live. We don't want to be pulling and pulling on the strings and the hearts of individuals on either side. I mean, women can be guilty of this too. Don't get me wrong. So when flirting is taking place, I think that there is no actual pursuit being had. It's just a false hope being offered. So would you agree or disagree with that, Josiah? I loved your definitions of flirting. And then how would you define like intentional pursuit? Yeah, I think intentional pursuit is actually someone making their interest or pursuit known, like Josiah kind of already alluded to. Like, I would love to get to know you. There's an example. I would love to take you out. Hey, like if you find somebody like in this going in the same direction of life, this is what Josiah approached me with. And it was simply like, Hey, like, I know we're both called to ministry and we felt that calling separately. And we're both passionate about young adult ministry. Like I can't can't help, but recognize like our life is going in a similar direction when it comes to Mm -hmm. calling and passion and like desiring that in a teammate, would you ever be interested in getting to know me? I think I even asked something to the effect of like, could I have the opportunity yeah. to know you better? Yeah. So it's not when when I say like, ask a girl out on a date, be clear. Yeah. I'm not saying propose yeah. on the first date, yeah. but I think what we are up against in our culture in the Midwest, at least there's this phenomenon it's <laughs> called, and you might be from here, you might realize that if you're not, we know that we have listeners from 60 different countries and people tuning in from all across the United States and beyond. But in Minnesota, specifically where we live near Minneapolis, mm-hmm. there's this thing and it's called Minnesota nice, right? 
Yes. And Minnesota nice is kind of the best sentence that I can describe it is people will give you directions anywhere. They're, they're nice to your face. Mm -hmm. So it said like, oh, if you, if you were lost, right, you stop at the gas station, people will give you directions anywhere except to their house. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they'll be kind to your face, but behind closed doors, they might really, it might not, it's, it's almost like a false presentation of nice or a form of passive aggressive passive behavior. Aggressive. That's yeah. even better. Yeah. And so this is what it plays out at is these two things when it comes to relationships, games mm -hmm. and ghosting. Right. Playing, or canceling. You can you say nowadays, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. But like games and ghosting is kind of the idea of like, Hey, do you want to chill sometime it, instead of like a direct brief into the point, mm -hmm. letting you know mm -hmm. what I think and, and being honest. If right. like, if, if you're a gal listening, you don't need to worry about, it's not your responsibility to not hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Because that's a form of game. If you're leading people on to, mm -hmm. to, they think that, so you're saying there's a chance and guys, I'll speak for myself. I know I needed it to be really clear. Like mm -hmm. you just really need to spell it out for me because unless you remove all hope, the guy is just like Jim Carrey on Dumb and Dumber saying, so you're saying <laughs> there's a chance. And, oh, uh, gosh. but then, but then with ghosting, this is, I see this a lot on both sides of mm -hmm. guys, gals, like ghosting is kind of the idea of like, oh, the three day rule. I don't know if that's still a thing, but when we were dating, there was kind of su a subculture of people that would say like, oh, I'm not going to call you for three days, even mm. though I am interested. I don't want to look desperate. Mm -hmm. And so that's a form of games. That's a form of like ghosting where. Or ghosting is like texting somebody something, whether it's pursuing or flirtatious and then not getting back at them like a, a week later yeah. or pretending like it didn't even yeah. happen. So just be a person of integrity and intentionality when you are. When you are choosing to surround yourself with good and godly people or the young adult sphere of influence, like just be a person that has higher standards when it comes to your own personal behavior, as well as those around you. Because I look at this, if they're willing to game and ghost me and we're not even dating, exactly. let alone we're not even married, if that's when you're in, like that should be your end goal. If you're choosing to date and be in that sphere of, you know, lifestyle, then they're only going to play mind games or play a different form of games as your relationship continues, proceeds, or you get in deeper. And the last thing you want to do is marry something that you can't stand now or be somebody that you don't even like that you've become in the process. So I would say with flirting, it is definitely leading them on with no intention, offering false hope when everybody is looking for hope, you know, and we don't want to be those people that lead others on. So how would you encourage the listener today if they if they are in the dating world and in the realm mm -hmm. of desiring that, and they're trying to just navigate, like, how do I let my yes be yes and my no be no in the process of deciphering, are they flirting with me and making themselves available? Or are they kind of just toying with my heart and no intentional out, no intentionality is actually being, yeah. you know, had. Yeah. I want to talk to the person who is really prioritizing your faith. Like in mm -hmm. 2023, you've made goals and you just want to grow in your personal relationship with Jesus. You want to start reading your Bible. You want to start pursuing godly community. Like you're growing mm -hmm. and you're really on a faith journey listening to that right. today. And you're also hoping someday wanting to be married, mm -hmm. but you find yourself in this in-between of singleness. I would just say that for somebody listening, 
it's okay to say no. I want to give you a permission slip mm. to say no to dating. Right. Um, and no for now doesn't mean no forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so easy to be a yes person or to feel like, well, if I don't, you know, put myself out there, you know what? I'm just of the belief that there was a season in my own life in my, I think I was in my early twenties and I was just really mm-hmm. working a job. I was uh, interning at a church and then I was a full-time college student. And I looked at, I, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, while I was in Bible college, like undergrad, I didn't have a lot of time for dating. Right. And there was this sense that um, it was almost alive. The enemy, like, oh, you're falling behind. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell somebody that you have the permission to say no. And when you say no, be gracious about it. Right. And uh, be kind. A great way to say is no, thank you. Like, thanks so much for asking me. I'm really honored, but I'm, I'm just not in a season for that right now. And, um, or I just don't see a future and you mm-hmm. can be that direct, mm-hmm. be honest and no, for now doesn't mean no forever. But if you are really prioritizing your faith in Jesus, this right. is a building you're, you're working on your foundation, your core. Mm-hmm. What's the, are you, Good. are you building on the sinking sand? Are you building on, on the solid rock of Christ? Because once you start dating, everything accelerates with the intention of marriage, it's like, then eventually there might be talks of engagement and dating's really this evaluation. Our friend Ben Stewart, he talks about dating is for evaluation. Like, do you, do, do we mesh? Like mm-hmm. is, is Christ, hopefully you've evaluated them before Prior you dated to dating, too, but, yes. but then engagement is kind of the melding of life. And, and so if you're trying to prioritize your faith in Jesus, I guess what I'm getting to is that <laughs> it's hard to prioritize dating and your relationship with uh, a potential future spouse. Like it's hard Mm. to get to know Jesus at the same as like really get to know, you know, because once you have that foundation built and you're growing in your faith, you're surrounded by godly community, then it's, it's time to look up and see like, Hey, am I in a season of dating? And I think it's a form of being grounded and rooted in your faith before you start experimenting or putting yourself out there in the dating world. And um, I, I would attest to the fact that I've had many people who since seventh grade always had to be in a relationship, like didn't know how to be alone. And I would just say, like, if you're if you are alone, you don't have to be lonely to be alone. You don't have to be lonely in your singleness, because exactly. I think that's a false assumption that many people have like, oh, well, like, oh, you're you must be lonely because you don't have anybody. I have. 10 close girlfriends. I have 30 people coming to my house in my small group. I'm a part of an amazing church or I'm on a college campus and I'm meeting people all the time. Like there's this stigma that I think unfortunately has been placed on people who are single or who are wanting to be married. Like, oh, you're just, you're lonely and you just need somebody to, you know, come alongside you. I think that's just a lie. And I just want to encourage you if you do feel like that, and maybe you are truly lonely, then I would say, Mm -hmm. where are you placing your identity? Because your identity is not in a relationship aside from Jesus Christ himself. Um, A man is not going to complete you. A woman is not going to complete you. A relationship is not going to complete you on this earth. It is Jesus Christ alone. So just knowing that God is not one that flirts with us. God is not one that ghosts us. God is not one that plays games with us. Exactly. God is not one who um, 
stops pursuing us. So good. So he's always intentionally pursuing us is whether or not we're going to turn around and recognize that he's never left and he's always been there. So I just want to encourage you, if you find yourself in a season where you're trying to navigate, like, who is this person? I'd say something simple like this to Lord, Lord, show me their character. When you pray that God will reveal the character of the people who are pursuing you or the person is pers- you're pursuing or whatever side you find yourself on, you will see the character and the character flaws in them. And I say character flaws, if you see something that is unhealthy, if they're unwilling to be taught, if they're unwilling to learn, if they're unwilling to just address that right there, I would say those are pink flags of somebody who's just not worth your pursuit and not worth pursuing, um, at least in that season, unless God really radically transforms and changes their heart and their way of living. But we always want to be people that are teachable spirits, that we're moldable, we're pliable, not for the sake of becoming somebody for somebody else, but for the sake of God, that we are um, truly his vessels and he's hollowing us out because um, in scripture talks about like, he is the pot, like we're, he's the potter and we're the clay. Like, He's molding us. He's shaping us. You know, he's, he's hollowing us out, becoming less of ourselves, more like him in the process. So just want to encourage you, like, if you find yourself asking this question and trying to navigate this question, you're not alone. Yeah. Just know that like, no matter how old you are, if you're 18 listening or you're 38 listening for whatever reason, like it doesn't go away. It's just a matter of us praying for wisdom, knowledge, and discernment and having the ability and the backbone to say yes and no. And when you let your yes be yes and your no be no, people will respect you more and you'll start respecting yourself more. So that's just kind of what I leave the listener with is just be encouraged, be encouraged to know that God is on your side in the process of wherever you're at. It's good. I think that it's important to know too that the most important yes that we can ever say mm-hmm. is to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I love that you just, you went there, Micah, if you're talking about like, God doesn't flirt with us, right? God doesn't. And that's where clarity removes all doubt. And yeah. clarity is a gift because it removes confusion. And that's why I started the episode by saying like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's not do games. Let's not ghost. It's up to our responsibility to remove doubt for people. Yeah. Clarity is a gift. And Jesus brings clarity. Yeah. If there's any doubt or confusion, it's really not from the Lord. Right. It's really not. And and if you find yourself in a place where maybe you want to grow in your faith with Jesus or take that first step and say, yes, Jesus, you're my Lord, my savior, the mm-hmm. leader of my life. We want to invite you to take that mm-hmm. step of faith. And if along the way you need help plugging into a college ministry on your yeah. campus, a local church, or a faith community, please reach out and let us know. But until next time, send in your questions. Have a great week. And you Amen. are listening to the FYI podcast. Yeah.